0: Feral Audio
1: Let me set the scene for you fellas Michigan State University 1995 Two sophomores have written a script Based around a music genre they made up Let's jump in mid-scene <clears throat> Jesus, you keep rambling and making me forget what I was saying You were at Denny's, you heard some stupid song Yeah, it was Escape by Rupert Holmes You know, the Pina Colada song Yeah, if you like making love at midnight, to a dude in a cape. (laughs) Yeah, sort of. So I'm hearing this song, and I'm thinking that everyone knows about beard rock, prog rock, arena rock, and all the other 70s bullshit. But who knows about marina rock? Marina rock? Yeah, perhaps
2: the most important musical genre to come from the 70s. (laughs) That's a little before our time. Aside from Battlestar Galactica and Star Wars, I really don't give a shit. But it's still important, man. It's not just about the sun,
1: the boats, the wine, and the women. It's about the American dream. I'm still not clear. How would you categorize it? Glad you asked. (laughs) Do you remember Chips? You know, where Ponch and John
2: lived in Chips? Uh, Well, but Ponch lived in that Winnebago for a while. Then he moved in with John. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Then he lived in those singles apartments by the ocean.
1: So did John. Exactly. They lived on a marina. What do you think Ponch, or what do you think they played when they had chicks over? Well, Ponch liked the disco and crazy salsa music. And what did Ponch play? What did John play?
2: Probably a run-of-the-mill white guy light rock. Like? Captain and Tennille, Air Supply, probably some Little River
1: Band. Christopher Cross, Rupert Holmes, Steely Dan, maybe later some Juice Newton. Yeah, what about uh, Jimmy Buffett? Oh, fuck you! That bastard is the Marina Rock Antichrist. What a piece of shit. Fucking frat boy party crap. Fuck! Most of his fans know two songs. There's no worthwhile community there. It's not about the music, it's about status within a really shitty peer group. They're worse than the pieces of shit that follow Fisher or the Dead. Jimmy Buffett sold out the entire Marina Rock ideal. Pretty much crushed the entire genre. Jimmy Buffett, fuck him! Jesus. I really don't like Jimmy Buffett. No shit! It's just not what Marina Rock is about! The common thread is escape. The open ocean is compared to the hustle and bustle of urban life, kicking back and sailing away, not giving a shit about society anymore. And before you say like Jimmy Buffett, I'll tell you that he draws the wrong audience. People that sell their souls for corporate profit. Buffett is a brand, not an artist, and his fans are vacant white trash that like terrible music. A 45-year-old soccer mom who barfs in the back of the minivan on the way back from the concert. Give me Steely Dan, who are content to sit back and reel in the years, sipping a rum and Coke and a Cuervo Gold. And scene
0: yeah. I, I, Can I What was happening in this scene yeah. Like this was this was 95 you said So like were these guys Like wacky bandits on a long car ride To a violent heist Perhaps that goes awry uh, They were 28 year olds working for
1: uh, One of their dad's landscaping company And taking hockey way too seriously uh, They were talking about breaking out of a small town That we might as well call Kalamazoo Kalamazoo's a
3: small town Compared to LA, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty yeah, sure compared to where I grew up, I'm pretty sure at least one section of this was rewritten over <laughs> the years. Um, but I, but I'm glad you said that Jimmy Buffett sold out the Marina Rock ideal, as if he was a part of it. So that's very important. I'm, I was that was that was excellent. Um, but you know, we talked about chips. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a special thing a little bit later, a special yachter yacht.
1: Welcome to Marina Rock, everybody. Um, I was going to say, can you spot my voice in there, but Hunter sort of addressed it already. My buddy and Jimmy and I wrote most of that. Uh, however, if you listen closely, you can hear that I put my stamp on a small part of it. And contrary to what Hunter was saying, it's pretty much right from the script. The chips facts. Is that from you? The chips facts? Yeah. Ch- yeah the facts about chips? We had a big, uh, we had my poster of Ponch in our dorm room. Oh. Yeah. Frank Poncharello.
3: That's got to have Ponch on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, there was an agenda in there, but it was established over 20 years ago, Hunter.
3: Uh huh. Yeah. We've talked about
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've known me almost that long. Yeah. We've talked about this for a while. The genre's been built up. People have questions. I have answers. This time, it's personal. Here it is, fellas the yacht rock adjacent genre I've been talking about for years. Literally. Marina rock. We're on shuffle. <laughs> Every fucking time.
2: Hold on, say that again so it's more dramatic. All right, here it is, fellas. The yacht rock adjacent
1: genre I've been talking about for years. <gasps> Marina rock. Beyond yacht
2: rock. Okay. Give me, give me a break here, people, huh? All right. Wait, what's going on? still go. on shuffle. It was still on shuffle. I didn't quite fix the problem, but huh. I didn't quite touch the shuffle button. Do you
3: often Again. listen to Spotify on Shuffle? Sure do. It's
2: hey, not. this is the Beyond Yacht Rock That's podcast. The problem. This is the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast and theater hour. This is we create genres and we count them down. My name is J.D. Riznar. Hollywood Steve, what's your name? Hello, my name is Hollywood Steve, and my last name is Huey. Dave, what's your name? I'm Dave Lyons. And uh, Hunter's here, too. So... <laughs> Uh, Because we created the genre of yacht rock, that's us, we're the guys, we like to throw a bone to a yacht rock song every week to start the show. So, Hunter, what are we listening to? That's right.
3: right? Hunter's here, and he's bringing a good song. Uh, Since we're going to hear a knockoff genre of yacht rock today, and a lot of Jimmy Buffett, I assume, I thought I'd join in on the fun and pick a rockin' knockoff of of Toto with Come Rain or Shine by Frankie and the Knockoffs. Excuse me, Frankie and the Knockouts from their ah. 1984 album, Making the Point. You're damn right about Knockoff. This is Toto is all fuck. That's right. Sounds like you just made your point right there, Hunter. Uh, Frankie and the Knockouts are from New Jersey. So I don't know if we can call them Yacht York. Can I? Well, uh, maybe yeah. Maybe Rock Yacht? Yacht York! Okay. Uh, can we even call, can we even call them anything? Because uh, Frankie and the Knockouts are a band, and it is, it's extremely difficult for a full band to get yacht rock secret because they don't have, like, say, full backing of Toto. Usually, it's a horn section or background vocals or a songwriter or a producer or something exterior, and these guys never had any of that, and they were from the wrong coast. So, are they even yacht?
2: I think that I mean I'd give this one like a 60 on the Yachtsky scale. It's Toto style rock and the tinkly synth flourishes helped me help a lot for me. It's definitely in the Toto line. This is like the missing link between yacht-style ballads and power ballads. It's, a, it's got a very bouncy bass line. I like it. I like it for yacht rock at a 60.
3: So uh Frankie is Frankie Previte Previti? Previt? And Revite! Pre-vite? Yeah, a pre-vite? A pre yeah. It's when you invite someone to You can pronounce a... it any of those ways just by reading it off of a page. A pre-vite is uh, when you invite someone to a party that hasn't yet been planned.
1: Yep. Yep. And I want to point out that Frankie is Frank with an E on the end. Like,
3: Franca. Uh, like Franca, cook, yeah. Like cook E. Jar. Uh, he's an opera singer's son from New Brunswick, and uh, he's known for winning an Academy Award. For I Had the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. Did you know Ooh, that? That's a good one. Good uh, song. Frankie and the Knockout sounded a lot like Loverboy or Foreigner, but when they were at their best, they did a damn fine total impression, like on the song. Uh, certainly did. And their biggest hit, Sweetheart, from 1981, it reached number 10, which is great, by the way. Uh, yeah. So in 1984, their third album ended up, which is this. Wait, real quick. You want to hear my total impression? Sure.
0: <laughs> I,
3: I knew it.
0: Wow. <laughs> I-
3: I get it. Professional writer, everybody. Uh,
0: <laughs> and voice actor.
3: So, this is our their third album, uh, which ended up being delayed for a year When oh, while the band, this is almost over, uh, while the band was basically uh, almost over. Uh, Franca's new drummer, Tico Torres, started jamming with a young upstart named John Bongiovi Bongiovi Jr. (laughs) Uh, I guess they started a band. Not sure what they ended up calling themselves. Nevertheless, Mm -hmm. when the album came out, MCA forced uh, the release of their Night Ranger ripoff, Outrageous. The dude from the Beastie Boys? (laughs) The record label, MCA.
0: Oh. Oh, not not Adam (laughs) Yauch?
3: Anyways, they released Outrageous as the lead single... Because Night Ranger just left MCA Records, which makes perfect sense. Got it. And it immediately tanked and the band died. That was it for the band.
0: Oh, uh, the band, you you were asking about uh, what uh, Tico Torres' new band name uh, I believe it was called Winger. Named, they named it after the lead singer. It was called Winger.
3: Ah, okay.
0: Are we going to Yotsky this?
3: You gave it a, a whole, Hold on. <laughs> Hunter has one more fun fact. Oh. What was suppo- yeah, it was supposed to go together real fast, instead of these stupid jokes. Anyways. Sorry. It's cool. Keep it moving. What was supposed to be the lead single was this song, Come Rain or Shine, which Franca wrote to be the next Sweetheart. Now why is this Yacht Rock? Well Tico apparently didn't have the chops to rip off Toto, so they got the next best thing. Jeff Vaccaro. Ah, yeah, wait. There. That is the thing. They got yeah. the thing. Yes, old uh, jo- Jocelyn Jeff guest drummed on this, which Mm-mm. I think constitutes a pretty damn good yacht seal of pu- approval. That,
2: that nickname is not going to stick. No, we'll keep working on
1: it. All right. Yeah, and and you you really tried to force that on us too. You like reached out to all of us. Hey, I'm trying to come up with a nickname for Jeff Picaro. What do you guys think of Jocelyn?
2: <laughs> Dave had a good one. How about Jeffrey Jeff Picaro? It's <laughs> a good nickname. <laughs> Well, uh, usually it's Jumpin' Jeff. I yeah. didn't want to go with
3: that. Yeah. Jibin' Jeff? Jam- Jeff? Don't worry about Jam it. We'll and figure Jeff? figure it
1: out. It'll come natural. He needs yeah. he needs a good nickname. Let Anyways. It, let it uh, uh, expose itself, like and, Steve
3: at a party. Uh, also, also somewhere After on, a party, Dave. <laughs> somewhere on this album is Lenny Castro. But yeah, so Jeff Percaro is the drummer on this song. That's why I picked it. So right. Yatsuki
2: uh, So I gave it a 60.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, going to go 65. This is a great Toto ripoff. I'm going to give it a
3: 72. Jesus. Okay. I'm going to give this a, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a 70. 70 from Hunter. Carry the
2: one, Dave. Carry the one. 66.75. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right, Hunter, now you wanted to do also do a special Yacht or Nyacht in this one, Yeah, right? let's do another yep. Yacht or not. Oh. Not the best recording. It's
3: not. It's a terrible recording. Okay. This just came across my desk. Special edition of Yacht and Yacht. Okay, you remember Chips? Yeah. Uh, what do you yeah, think? Where they... do the guys from Chips Live? Uh, yeah. What do you think they, they... Lived in The marina! What do you think they played when chicks came over? Ponch like disco? Yeah. what John play? Well it was also disco, kinda. But is it also Yacht Rock? Anyways, this song is called Me and My Love and is from Larry Wilcox, star of Chips and actor of John. <laughs> he made a record with two songs, and this was his hit, quote unquote hit, mm-hmm. for all the discotheques in 1980. This is Side A, Me and My me and My Love, written by Bruce Roberts and Carol Bayer Sager. yeah uh, oh, Sager. He had no idea who played who played on it, but side B has the song Part Time Love, written by Michael and Stormy Omardian.
2: Yeah. so tell me yacht, and yacht now listen to that piano you know, this is a beautiful like it's, it rips off what a fool believes which always helps the yacht rock yeah. um, and it's got a really nice bounce it moves along nicely it's a little it's a little a little, a little floofy a little, a little there it is yeah a little light and fluffy but it's, I think it's enough it's beautiful I think it's enough to give it like a 70 on the Yachtsky wow. scale. wow yeah <laughs> a 70 yeah. oh, holy shit that's, that's think this is that Yacht Disco yeah it's a little high for me.
1: Um, I'm struggling at 50, but that's where I'm going to go because it's right, right on the cusp for me. And I'm a big Larry Wilcox fan, and that's what's helping me
0: get at 250.
2: have any thoughts it's a
0: little too disco for me i mean i you know i hear the little i hear the nods to what a fool believes in there but it's man it's just it's uh it's too soundtracky it's too disco light i'm gonna give it a
2: 39 all right this is gonna be an interesting number we're all over the place what was yours it was 70
3: okay i gotta hear this part again (laughs)
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That part. Well, that's the part. That's the part. It's the part. It's the only part.
3: And if Yacht Disco is in there somewhere, i got to give it at least a 64. 64.
1: We got a 55.75. This
2: That's the Yacht right. Rock song. I believe it. I believe yeah. it.
1: Yacht Disco. Wow. All right. Should we get into this Marina Rock garbage? Unless you want to
2: talk more about Larry Wilcox. Nope. Okay. Steve, I believe you'd like to say something. Right I just want to
0: say, real quick, that Marina Rock is a really big episode for us. Like we, the guys in this room, I'm talking about, we've been hearing about Marina Rock for over a decade now. <laughs> from days. You know, you usually go something like this. Like, you know, in college, me and my buddy Jimmy, we wrote this script called Marina Rock, and I always thought that would have been a much better term for what we were talking about because it rhymes with arena. You see, (laughs) so the fact that we're finally we're finally getting Dave to go on record and define this genre is something that I thought I might never live to see happen. Like, this is this is our equivalent of Brian Wilson finally finishing Smile, or you know, maybe it'll turn out to be more like Axel finishing Chinese Democracy. I don't know. We'll see at the end of the episode. Be
1: careful, Steve. There's some Chinese democracy defenders amongst us. I'm trying to bait Hunter, Dave. <laughs> Shh. Ah, uh, this looks like it's not working. No. Uh, I'm not going for it. All right. Well, wait, here. Wait.
3: Were you saying that this is going to be uh, kind of cool or really awesome? Is that what you were saying? More like a long wait for something disappointing. <laughs> Continue, Dave.
0: All right. Well, now that we've uh, built it up. Uh, Marina
1: rock. Smooth rocking music that conjures up an awareness of a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And al- May I read this line, Hunter? An alternative lifestyle to yacht rock. Huh. Tell us more about that certain lifestyle, Dave. Here's how you identify it. It comes from a blue-collar point of view. There's no yachts here, but there are frequent nautical references. And while it will rock you, it will do it gently and not like a hurricane.
3: Yeah. Like the son of a son of a sailor, like Jimmy Buffett.
1: Yep. Hmm. Mm, not exactly. <laughs> the idea of escape, either to a past where things are better or a future where you've cut your ties and sailed off for a better life. Basically, a uh, longing for a more desirable present. Like a change in latitude and or attitude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if it weren't so countrified. Of I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's state of mind. Oh, lost my spot. Most of these artists are not huge acts. There was always a sentiment that if Jimmy Buffett was playing in the Irvine Meadow Amphitheater, these artists would be playing down at Tony P's Dockside Grill in the marina. <laughs>
3: yeah, Ir- Irvine is landlocked, but Newport Beach used to have a mar- margarita bill.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a fucking brand, have, yeah. not, a, not a kind of music. These artists typically lack the personnel. While you may have an occasional exception, you're not going to hear us rattling off lists of names of people to work with Toto or Steely Dan.
3: Yeah, these songs won't fuck you up. They'll screw you, drunkenly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you get drunk and screw to these songs. The genre is basically what everyone who hears the term yacht rock for the first time thinks. Oh, JD, I'm reading your line. That's fine, because
2: it's a great line. Because the genre is basically what everybody who hears the term yacht rock for the first time thinks is yacht rock. Uh, We're going to give you hack cover bands and DJ some (laughs) cover here. So for today's episode, this is for you guys. If you're struggling with your Yacht Rock authenticity, you can now say, we're a tribute band that plays Yacht Rock and Marina Rock, and your bases will be 100% covered.
3: Yes. or we'll just say West
2: Coast. Yeah. No. no, no. Th- th- most of this stuff is not West Coast. Yeah.
1: We are going to hear some songs on today's list that we've heard on the show before, mostly in reference to Yacht or Yacht. It's important to realize that while a Marina Rock song can be a Yacht Rock song, it doesn't just simply make it so. We'll point them out as they come up.
2: Yeah, imagine a Marina Rock, Yacht Rock, and Yacht Rock is like a Venn diagram that looks like Mickey Mouse. Um... Like the head is Marina Rock, one ear is Yacht Rock, and the other ear is Yacht Rock. Of course, those two never touch. And there's some songs in the middle that fall into neither category, yacht or yacht. But it's all Marina Rock. We're gonna fucking do it today. All right, exactly. <laughs> yacht me like a hurricane, man. <laughs> all
0: right, let's kick this shit off.
3: Number 10.
1: Good bumper
0: great heavy metal christmas bumper
1: mm-hmm. ah the great Bertie higgins with key largo this one just squeaked on as it's not the best example out there it's a little heavy on the schmaltz but that's why it's number 10 it does tell the story of a couple that's almost at the end of their run he's remembering the great before when they were desperately falling in love he wants to escape and go back to those good times he also mentions sailing away to key largo so there's your nautical reference
2: Wait. So this, you know this dings you a little bit because it's schmaltzy. I don't. I don't know why schmaltz is a bad thing in, Mar- in Marina Rock. It it's- seems like escaping into the arms of a lover would be a very escapy Marina Rock thing to do. It's it's not a
1: deal breaker by any means. I'm just saying that's a little too schmaltzy for my own personal taste. Oh, okay, tastes. okay, got it. And I base a lot of my sequencing and my lists on personal tastes as opposed to logic. Oh, you do. Hence Ramones oh, over I, Nazareth in my clunk rock. I never
0: realized that. Really? Because you'd like
1: bring it up all the time. I was being sarcastic. Oh. This was Bertie Higgins' biggest hit, and it came out in 1982. He had a follow up with Casablanca. And a second attempt at the same album at a Bogartin, Bogartin, Bogartian. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I wrote it. Bogartian Romance Story. <laughs> but it just didn't have the same appeal. This was included in VH1's most soft songs or whatever that shit was. 40
0: most soft soft rock songs.
2: Yeah, Stephen JD, weren't you talking heads on that? Yes, we were. We were. No one had the balls to use the term yacht rock back then. Uh, But they also included a lot of general soft rock hits. Yeah, so soft rock was a more appropriate tag for it. Well, I remember, Steve, you mentioning you thought they skewed
1: their selections towards songs they had video footage to complement.
0: Well, I mean, they were a television program, so that would stand to reason. But it's been so long since we did that, I can't remember which of the song
2: choices made me arrive at that conclusion. I'm yeah. gonna, VH1 used to stand for Video Hits 1. Yeah. Today, it probably stands for Vagina Hitters 1. Oh, Because there's a lot of trashy songs where men are mean to women. Oh. There's a lot of trashy shows. Songs? Oh, I was sure. going to say, they don't have songs on that station anymore. Oh. Oh. I don't know if yeah. that's... Anyway, can you go... Yeah. <laughs> Bert- Boy, we
1: wrote a lot about fucking Bertie Higgins. Perhaps the most interesting thing about Birdie yes. is he's a screenwriting protege of, get this, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt oh. and Birdie. Yeah, I feel like Hunter brought this up ben- once. Can't I did. a better mentor than that. Yeah, but to Birdie's acclaim,
3: he has four or five writing credits on feature films, so there you go. Yeah, I brought I brought that up. Uh, you took my fun fact away from me. Did I? But you didn't take this one. Birdie's real name is Elbert.
2: Huh. Elbertie. <laughs>
3: Elbert El- wow. and Burt.
0: Right. I'm not really I'm not surprised That uh, Bertie, Much like Rupert Holmes Later went into screenwriting Because there's so many Story songs On his uh, On his big album Just Another Day in Paradise And a lot of them are about drug smugglers act like once you get past all the bogart references there's a lot of songs about drug smugglers and there's a lot of crazy shit that happens on this album that you would never get by listening to this song i highly recommend it as a listening experience
3: i think we should talk the birdie coined his own uh his own genre trap oh, yeah. trop rock yeah trop rock it's, yeah. it was
0: like it was a title of one of i think it was a 1999 album yeah it was yeah. later
1: uh, even more recently, a couple of years ago, he re released some of his more popular songs in country form. He also released a song called The Flags on Fire, <laughs> which is so spot on to that sort of Lee Greenwood proud to be an American genre that it kind of comes, it, it almost comes across as parody. Like if Will Ferrell was doing it, you'd laugh your ass off when bertie higgins does it it's just kind of like oh Dude. this guy hey, I'm gonna probably walk,
2: i'm going to walk over here for a yeah he probably voted for trump um hey let's knock off a quick a quick ya- or ya with this one cuz somebody wrote in about it jody mask at jody mask says mm. his wife's uncle chuck rip he must be dead produced this jody or maybe his nickname was rip yeah. jody <laughs> <laughs> Jody figures it's yacht rock and wants our take. So what's the Yaski number? I think it is uh, Nyat rock. Yeah. And I would say it's probably about. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Forty. It off. I'll, oh, I was gonna go forty-five. Let me pull up my
3: function again here. I'm going to go 31. Right, hey, hang on, hang on. While you're looking that up, I just wanted to read it. So he, if he defined like us. Birdie would, could maybe sit in because he can define a genre. Did you say 31? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Um, I found an article where he, he talked about trop Rock. He says, uh, it's a Calif- The California sound is the same feel as the Beach Boys sound. Hot rods and beaches. Florida is more sunsets and moonlit nights. Palm trees and Ernest Hemingway. Hurricanes and pirates. That's Florida. Florida does have a sound, and it comes from the likes of me and Jimmy Buffett.
2: God, he should—he should be on our podcast. He's yeah. great. Who, uh, Hunter? No, yeah, he's great. Steve, what do you—what would you give this on Yachtski? It's not—it's not yacht rock, but
3: it's—I
0: really, really like it. So I'm going to give it a 43. I'm going to put it real close, but not quite. Okay, our grand total
1: is 39.75. that's sounds, I mean, that sounds pretty good, right. um, By the way, Jody, I dug deep
2: and found no producer anywhere near this album named Chuck or Charles. So, Jody, your wife is lying to you. I would retain a lawyer to protect you from any future mis- mistruths. Was there anyone named Rip? No, no one named Rip. There was somebody either. named Sonny Limbo, which
3: sounds made up, yeah, so it, it could does. have been... Yeah, that's true. That could have been Chuck. Uncle Chuck.
2: Heavy metal Christmas. Oh. Somebody, somebody heard we were doing heavy metal Christmas and sent these to us a couple days, days ago. A little late, little late, <laughs> but they still—it's it December. Still yeah. fifth. yeah, actually, we got to yes, use them.
0: They're pretty sweet. Wow. Well, here's the
1: first one we've talked about before. Uh-oh. Uh oh. 1972 Summer Breeze by Seals and Crofts. Most people, this
3: Crofts. Crofts.
0: Sounds like like steam escaping. Our audience expects pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. Because that's what we've
1: trained them to expect by this point. Yeah, weeds. Um, People think this song is about a nice summer evening. I think not. I believe it's about one of two things. One, this is a story being sung about a hard-on-his-luck working man. He's 32 and still works for his dad's landscaping company, and it looks like his little brother is going to be the one that takes it over. It's fall in Michigan, and he won't have much work left this year. He has two choices for income: either shovel snow or collect unemployment. He hears this song as an escape from his reality. The summer breeze is sweeping in as he goes home to his nice house and the lady he loves.
0: Is this a story from 1995 in college? Would be, but uh... oh shit, I'm missing a whole page here. Listen,
1: this is all. These are all. Listen, out guys, of order. we can riff. We got let's, a riff now. Let's. <laughs>
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, the other idea is this is the uh, story of when Seals and Crofts met each other when they were running guns and drugs over the Mexican border. And this was written in the middle of a gunfight with the Federales as bullets were zipping by their ears like a summer breeze.
3: Oh, man, I gotta find it. And
1: if you wanna hear, it, it's not in here, that page is skipped. Oh. From our uh, outline. That sounds um, like the plot of
0: Poncho and Lefty a little bit.
1: Uh, well, Panch- if you Pancho, have any, Seals and
0: Lefty Crofts.
1: if you have any questions, it uh, hopefully will turn up in my uh, mine and Jimmy's upcoming rock opera called Fields well, of Jasmine. Look for it in 2017.
3: Yeah, I, I, I remember my my thing. Uh, they were Seals and Croft were, Crofts were under the the High Faith. That defined yes. a lot of their music? Yeah, they did. And the, I, I was looking it up because I didn't really know anything about it, and they're, and they're kind of very... Uh, they believe that we're living... They're apocalyptic. They believe we're living in the end times. And right now, currently, and then when it's over, a, a new day will start anew. Uh, fun fact, Jimmy Buffett has a song named Apocalypso. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Where... Uh, we're in the apocalypse, and you should do the Calypso.
2: A lot of connections at Jimmy Buffett and Marina Rock is they, really—they feel a little forced. Well, I—I'm hearing it. Anything else on Summer Breeze, guys? I like it. I like it from Marina Rock. It's—it's it's it's a wonderful song. It really song. makes me feel like I'm escaping to a warmer place. Yeah. It's perfect. It's very Beautiful blue song. collar. Beautiful Jasmine song. Jasmine smells wonderful. Yeah. Oh, happy holidays, guys. Yeah. Can I say this right off the top? The song isn't Yacht Rock, but I, I do love it. It's Make no mistake, I it's love this It's a terrific song. song. Um, obviously, it's Brandy by Looking Glass. You know, we frequently bring it
1: up as an exa- excellent example of Yacht. Um, It's not Yacht Rock, you assholes. It's pure marina. You've got a lonely woman that's loved by all the men in this small harbor town. Marina town. Yes. She wears the locket of a man that she loves, but he's fucked off to the sea. His life, his love, and his lady is the sea. You've got the woman who's longing for a man that's already escaped. And there's no personnel of yacht. They're from New York, for fuck's sake. Stop calling it Yacht Rock. You're making J.D. angry.
2: Uh, but I'm not mad at all in the context of Marina Rock. It's a perfect example of a Marina Rock song. Yeah, this feels, to this to me, this feels like the defining song of mm. Marina Rock. Like this is the kind of
0: stuff that this genre is built to hold. I like, go, oh, well, if this isn't yacht rock, what is it? It's about the ocean, duh. Yeah. No, it's Marina Rock because the music is not yacht it's not elite there's nothing fancy about this music there's no there's no there's no there's no like there's none of the the jazziness there's none of that sophistication there's none of no it's a little more straightforward yeah it's Mm -hmm.
3: straightforward it's also lily white and nautical mm -hmm. Mm mhm Always,
0: and it's got a little bit of that '70s like AM gold type yeah, of feel. Absolutely,
1: um, a DJ in uh, DC put this single into rotation. Like just found it somewhere, or the band gave it to him, and when he did, the switchboards lit up. It was a number one single in DC before it even went on sale you see because this? it became popular that quickly. And it quickly
2: spread across the country and ended up at number one on the Billboard charts. That's a blue-collar g- dream for me. These guys are you know, there's not some elite producer pushing them at the record companies. Yeah. Somebody, they were just discovered because they worked hard. Yeah. Here's- and because there used to be
0: DJs back
2: then who exercised some control over local yeah. playlists. And had, had a voice. Hey, a fun fact, uh, this guy, this lead singer, what's his name, Charles Looking? Mm -hmm. He shoved an entire baseball into his throat when he recorded this song. That's why he sounds like that. That's also why he's dead now. Oh.
1: Oh, really? Here's my fun fact about this song. It caused a young Barry Manilow to change the name of his first charting single from Brandy to Mandy. yep, yep. And what I didn't know before I did this research was that it's a cover of a song by Scott English, who also wrote "Ben Me, Shape Me for the Outsiders, later made famous by American Breed. Oh, man.
0: And yeah. I, I piggybacked off that research because it was a fact I had forgotten. I was like, oh, Dave's bringing this back into my head. And I found that the driving force behind that name change was Arista Records president Clive Davis, who had just come over from Epic, the label that released Brandy. And I should also point out that a lot of Barry Manilow's biggest songs were covers. The rest were co-writes. His, his behind-the-scenes talent was uh, as an arranger.
3: I piggybacked off that too, and found did my research and found out the presidential margarita has brandy in it. Mm-hmm. You can get that at Chili's, but mm-hmm. you can get the zombie, which is a bone drink that also has brandy at Margaritaville. Oh, I, this, I don't see how that fits. Yeah.
2: Number seven. <laughs> Oh, and one time when we screened Yacht Rock in Chicago, there was a Yacht Rock karaoke yeah. after, and Dave got super drunk, and he sang Brandy, and he did a horrible job, and that's when I fell in love with you. It's when I first
1: met our fans, and everybody was buying me shots. And if you remember, I nailed the verses. No, but, you didn't nail anything. But the chorus. <laughs> no, you didn't nail anything. No. I nailed the floor with no. my face after yes. I got off stage. Yes,
2: yes you
3: did.
1: Uh, there's a video of that somewhere, and I, I, you can hear your wife going, "Oh."
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Number seven, Ride, Captain, Ride by the blues image. Uh, While a lot of people may write this off as a hippie song, don't be fooled. It's Marina Rock. Seventy-three men sailed up from the San Francisco Bay. Guys, hippies don't leave San Francisco unless they get a real job or their parents stop sending them money.
2: And sailing is sailors are not a real job. No. It's a fantasy job. Nobody's really a sailor.
1: These guys get off their mystery ship, invite people to escape with them to the sea. They're going to laugh it up on some shore with great new friends, or maybe maybe it's a big gay fuck boat. Either way, it offers the idea to escape to a better place. And no one listened. It's always a big gay fuck
2: boat. I have a quest I have a question. Yes, JD. Uh, Why is the captain riding? He's the captain. He should be driving. This song should be called Drive, Captain, Drive. But I guess that's why it's a mystery ship. It it causes so many questions.
0: I think it's because it's a hippie and they're, they're after a leaderless society, much like the Occupy Wall Street movement. I I think that nobody gets on this boat with them because this song is a metaphor for the utter failure of hippies to convince most people that their lifestyle is actually the more desirable one. That's my interpretation. Makes a lot of sense.
1: This was the only hit that uh, Blues Image ever had, and it went all the way to number four. These guys are from Tampa, and if you've been there or listened to their local radio station, people just don't
0: get what is or isn't not rock. Tampa only knows one thing, and that's death metal.
2: Um, um, that and bad sports teams. I, I could totally see myself in the early 70s spending all day roofing in the Tampa sun and then heading out to the lamplighter for some suds and throwing what? on some Ride Captain Ride on the juker to melt some tense glutes. Wait, are you,
1: uh, when you say roofing, you mean going around to dropping tablets and young ladies' no, drinks? No, that's
3: not
0: what that was in the 70s.
1: In the 70s it was... It oh, was you pounding. mean making an, an honest blue-collar living. Yeah, banging shingles onto yeah. a roof. Uh, Blues Image was only together for a few years, and it only released three albums. Most of the band members went on to play in other bands, such as Steppenwolf, Alice Cooper, Iron Butterfly, and Three Dog Night. All those
0: bands sound like perfect grease traps for people formerly in the Blues Image. Uh, I, I think part of the problem was the band name, because number one, they didn't play the blues. Two, nobody alive today knows what their image was, so I... I looked up a clip of them lip syncing this song off on a, they're, they're like just on a cliff near the beach. Yeah. And as best I can tell, their image was hairy 70s dudes. I saw a thumbnail of
1: that video and it was so yellowishly saturated uh, because in my YouTube feed, I assumed it was one of our Yacht Rock yeah, videos because it, it looked like it. just like it. Yeah. Goddamn, Lane nailed that filter. Lane was our. Uh, Lane editor. Farnham
0: also played Jimmy Messina. Yeah.
3: The, uh, you didn't mention the per- percussionist is Joe Lala. He's actually very. I can't ac- believe we didn't me- mention. He's yet. actually very accomplished. He's been with a ton of, uh, played in a ton of bands. He was also on Miami Vice. Reason being, uh, uh, because as you said, he and Blues Image were from South Florida, so he fit it perfectly. Um, and anyways, they didn't thrive. He had to leave it because the scene really didn't blow up until Jimmy Buffett hit the scene. You know what I mean? The Trop Rock scene. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: Hunter's is forcing Trop Rock. I love this one. Chuck Maggioni, Cannonball Run. This was actually my first Yacht Rock bone throw way back in episode two before I actually understood what the point
3: of the bone throw was. Hunter, do you remember what you said about it? I think yeah. I said
2: you were an asshole. for. Wait, Is that I, what it was? Hunter said you were trying to turn the Yacht Rock bone throw into the Marina Rock bone throw. And that you were very smart and handsome Eh. oh are you missing a page yeah i'm missing a bunch of pages wait i think i
3: might just found this one there it is i said i already said it oh so continue
1: dave well unlike the others i can admit when my bone throw isn't yacht and while this one might be close we weren't using the oddski scale back then and i certainly would put the square in the category of marina rock just listen to that smooth flugelhorn Even without words, the song makes you want to drift around in the ocean, leaving your cares behind you.
2: This song sounds like a sailboat looks. Think about the movie that this was
1: for. Cross-country auto race. There's barely a plot. It's thinly veiled vehicle for a bunch of celebrities to fuck around with their friends. Kind of like if we were making a bunch of money from this podcast. In fact, maybe we should make a movie with all the different Feral Audio podcast teams in a race. No. From Burbank to Connecticut? No. Like a Cannonball Run Wacky races thing? Except emo and
2: everybody's shy. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) It wouldn't be a good movie. This
0: should have been, this song should have been about a cross-country boat race. Yeah.
1: That's what this song should have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always liked the idea of uh, towing a boat, like... Like, you go to a restaurant, you got a boat that you're towing, waiting for your reservation, you just hang out on the boat. Have a drink on the boat, the parking
3: lot of the restaurant.
2: Keep a cooler the in the boat What the fuck are you doing purpose? over there? You, you, somebody collated the script. I don't
3: right? have a bunch of pages. I don't know my oh. Jimmy Buffett fact for this song, Dave. Oh, well, you don't need a don't Jimmy fact. Don't worry. I'm not going to say it on this one. You don't have Just one. Just to punish you. You don't I'm, have one on this yeah, one. Yeah, I don't yeah. see one on this okay, one. Okay, let,
1: uh, let me let uh, me sum up what Hunter was going to say. Uh, here's a fact about Jimmy Buffett to try to annoy Dave. <laughs> yep, pretty much.
2: Um, does Jimmy Buffett play the flugelhorn? He probably does. He can do it all. But you ask me, <laughs> Chuck Mangione's flugelhorn playing sounds a little weak and sloppy on this one. It's not an elite flugelhorn you'd expect from a master fluger like Mangione. The lack of professionalism is enough to keep it off the boat for me. Yeah. So we got to go through our all our bone throws and make sure we got them all right. Right. Than we have the yatsky scale. Yeah. All right. Let's get on the bus now. Our trip's almost over.
0: Yeah,
3: I almost hit them all. Thank God this isn't my state. Because I don't have a passage in front of so me. You. Yours was the only one that didn't collate.
0: I can't believe you fuckers gave me Illinois. You let it fall to me in a year where the Cubs won the World Series. So we're gonna listen to Steve Goodman with "Go Cubs Go," which I already covered in the uh, Cubs mini show that nobody gives a shit about. So I'm gonna play it again right now.
1: Yeah, that was our that's our least most popular uh, episode ever.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a niche market, but it was a thing. That's why we did it as a mini show because nobody gave a shit. No. I just wanted to get I wanted to get my list together. Ah, uh, let's talk about Steve Goodwin, because I didn't get a lot of that, those fun facts in there, and he has he's an actual, like, legit musician. Uh, he was a Chicago-born he, wait, folk singer. He's a legit musician? Yeah, he's not just, like, a guy who does Cubs songs. Oh, you should have played one of his good career, songs. Uh, like this one. Uh, so he was, he was a folk singer born in Chicago. He, he went to high school with Hillary Clinton. Um... Two, he had two big hit songs that he wrote. There were, one was a sentimental train song called City of New Orleans that was a big hit for I bet you that Arlo Guthrie good. in yeah. 1972. And then did he, he wrote that Billy song? Nelson. Yes, he did. He wrote... City of New Orleans. I'm the train that calls City of New Orleans. I know the song. Yes. He wrote it.
1: He wrote it. Had a big hit. This is the first interesting thing you've said about Steve Goodman. Well,
3: you didn't read the thing. <laughs> well, he didn't say first thing that he read about it. He said yeah. that you said about it. Yeah. Man, time is really running out on this song. Anyway, so Willie Nelson had a
0: number one hit on the country charts with it. And then uh, Goodman also wrote a a top ten country hit for David Allen Coe called You Never Even Called Me By My Name like an affectionate send-up of country cliche, like, oh, you gotta get the truck and the wife leaving you in there and all that. Steve, I'm not gonna replay this song, so hurry. That's fine. All right. Uh, So Goodman had written a song called A Dying Cubs Fan's Last Request. It was about a guy in his deathbed, knowing he never lived to see his favorite team win. Cubs front office hated it, uh, and they asked the WGN radio, asked him, hey, can you write us a happy song we can play on a radio? So Goodman took a week, wrote this, WGN started using it on opening day, caught on really well because Cubs fans love simplistic optimism. And four days before the 84 Cubs clinched their first playoff appearance since 1945, Steve Goodman died of leukemia. He was 36 years old. He'd been diagnosed at age 18. He'd written that dying Cubs fan song about it was kind of what he feared would be his autobiography. Later on, just like he'd sung in that song, his brothers scattered some of his ashes in the Wrigley Field bleachers. The Cubs blew it in the playoffs before reaching the World Series, anyway. And this song was performed, as somebody on Twitter pointed out, this song was performed at Wrigley Field later on when Steve
2: Goodman died by Jimmy Buffett. Let me. So you just reread the paragraphs about this song from the Cubs episode, right? But I didn't read them in the Cubs episode. That's right. Okay, cool. All right, uh, list off all the Chicago artists. Dave. Naked Ray Gun, Peg Boy, Screeching Weasel, 8-8 Fingers
1: Louie, The Blue Meanies, Urge Overkill, Enough's Enough, Ministry, The Vindictive, Smoking Pope, Sticks, Coven, Earth, Wind and Fire, The Dwarves, and Steve gives us this bullshit.
0: Oh, uh, you left out a bunch. There's the Chicago blues scene, incredibly large and influential, Soul scene that produced Curtis Mayfield and Chuck Jackson, among others, Urge Overkill, you mentioned, Liz Fair, both part of a strong early 90s indie rock scene, a much more experimental music scene that included post-rock bands like Tortoise and avant-garde jazz guys like Ken Vandermark and for Illinois, (laughs) let's not forget Rockford's own Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Cheap Trick, not to mention Champagne native's REO Speedwagon. And then there's the alternative country movement that was kickstarted by Belleville native's Uncle Tupelo and their later offshoots Sunvolt and Wilco. Yes, the music of Illinois is truly an embarrassment of riches.
1: You are an embarrassment of long, (laughs) boring paragraphs. Weren't
0: you the guy who on Thanksgiving was bitching about how I didn't do enough prep for this podcast?
2: No. It's either yes, not enough or too much. Okay, back on the train. <laughs> Off the bus, on the train. Whoa. I didn't prep Plug Hole for this one. We have a lot to talk about on Plug Hole, though. Better get through it. I know. Plug Hole.
3: Steve, do you have any more facts? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, I was trying to buy some time.
2: Plug hole. <laughs> <laughs> hey. T- <laughs> like
1: before, before we start the plug hole, I just want to point out that it doesn't matter if it's 10 episodes later, Steve's going to read every fucking paragraph he ever wrote, uh-huh. even if he has to force it Steve in. Steve
0: Goodman had a good story and a good career. Yeah, we heard two and- of his
1: songs on that Cubs piece of
2: shit episode. All right. Did. All right. Yeah, Save it for did. the parking lot after the show. So check me out We are gonna fuck check, <laughs> check me out as agent Mark Bransky And Brian Weissel's red hot new Adult Swim pilot Hot Streets He got picked up for 10 episodes Yeah. So you'll be getting a lot of old Bransky You can see the pilot now by typing Hot Streets pilot on the web It's outrageous It's on Adult Swim's website, I saw it Our friends Scott Chernoff and Justin Roiland Are in it too, Hot Streets Hot Stuff also, check me out on the Just One More Thing podcast, a podcast about Colombo episodes. It's hosted by R. J. White and John Morris. We discussed the episode "Candidate for Crime," uh, and, the, and this podcast will have dropped December eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Just search every internet and podcast thing for Just One More Thing podcast.
0: I was on that once a couple years ago. You
2: can search for my episode too. I was, like on, a another, weird 70s or I was on another late seventies. I was on another. I was on another episode too. So. Yeah. So there.
3: Check him out. That was great banter. Uh, if you guys are interested in purchasing uh, Larry Wilcox's two songs he sang for you, uh, you can go to larrywilcoxnet Backslash shop. You can get MP3s or even a ringtone. I clearly didn't Even get, a ringtone? I clearly didn't buy any of those That's why I found a I am a, so
1: fucking glad we're plugging Larry Wilkins I found a have po- no idea how it happened The only thing that would make me
3: happier is if we plugged Bob Pine The guy that played Sergeant Contrer. So so the the version I found was a poorly recorded vinyl From his fan club um, I also want to apologize for not naming A friend of the podcast Mike Vanderbilt's website correctly In the last Yacht, and Yacht. Uh It's dailygrindhouse.com at the time, I had Grindcore on the brain, and I failed. I apologize. Uh, also, he has a podcast called Drinks on Monday with the Strike Team, which you can follow at Drinks on Monday. They just released a radio drama performance of The Empire Strikes Back, which is great fun because they also have honking Great Lakes a- accents like us. Oh yeah, Han, Excellent. you're on planet Hath. Can you get? Can you fly an X-wing?
2: <laughs> it's really good stuff. Hey and t-shirts are available on yachtrock.com such premium shirts free shipping and at a great new price of thirty dollars whoa what huh. a great new price <laughs> it's an incredible new price turns out we were losing money
3: and for a limited time we're going to include uh, until you get used to that pr- price until they're gone we're going to include a Jean meat button in those
2: yeah so order up get a gene meat button in a shirt bros Ocean City Defender, always doing a great job on on this bed.
1: Man, all these songs, they're just so relaxing and I know. so happy and nice. Marina Rock's it's a,
0: a nice genre. Yeah, it it's really like is. when you when you when you're just laying out on your boat that's that's um, anchored in the marina. and it's it's a r you're like taking a nap on a
1: rowboat underneath a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been calling Robbie Dupree Yacht Rock. I've always considered him to be docked solely in the marina. I feel you guys have connected him to yacht via Bill of Bounty and Michael Boddicker, but I still feel like he's an outsider. While we will agree that he looks like Michael McDonald, and the song is amazingly close to what a fool believes, based on his outlier status and the fact that he released only two albums during the yacht years, it also qualifies him for Marina. I
2: think he looks like... Hey,
3: I think he looks I like... want to get this fact right. What were you saying?
2: I just want a quick one. I feel like he looks like Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins had a kid together. Okay. Uh, I, I think wow. he lo-
3: he looks like, like Loggins and sounds like McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get it right. Also, uh, his his sound is right for yacht rock. Being connected to L- Bill LeBounty is just a part of it, a strong part. But you got to have that sound, like Jimmy Buffett. He's who's also connected to Bill LeBounty, but he doesn't have that sound, so he's not yacht rock. He's marina rock. Bill Bounty? No, the other guy, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, that's
1: him. Yeah. Huh? You see, Jimmy Buffett can't be marina rock. He's way <laughs> too popular, and his music is so fucking countrified
3: I mean he he did sell out marina rock at a time like you said but no I said what he does sells out the
1: marina rock genre
2: the yeah, ideal the just lifestyle like,
1: just like it sells out the yacht rock genre he sold like out when you hear right? Jimmy Buffett on the Sirius XM yacht rock channel you're like fuck that it's the same thing for Marina Rock. But what about Jimmy Buffett's first
2: album before he sold
1: out? You know? Yeah, I'm not that saying was his I'm not rock. saying he sold out. I'm saying the popularity of him, popularity of him, sells out this genre. Hmm. Much yeah. like it, much like it offends us as yacht rock aficionados when we hear it on the X. You're
3: saying it consumerizes the, the genre that he's in. I'm like, saying he too has too much no
1: place in Marina Rock as the fourth large, as the fourth wealthiest.
3: Solo artist of all time. Ah, and his music doesn't fit. Well, you know what they say: a rising tide lifts all boats.
2: Yep. You might have never heard "Steal Away" if it weren't for Jimmy Buffett. Steve, you have some fun things that you. Wrote. I wanted to talk about. Uh... Well, you can
0: say that about yacht rock as well. Hey,
2: Dave. Shh. Steve's talking.
0: I wanted to say some things. It's Dave, not going to be Dave, worth this shit. Intersection of yacht and marina. I finally got to him. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. This, see this one ah. I can totally see how it's bought. Hey, hey, Steve's talking. Everybody. It took it took five it took six fucking songs, but you did it.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Steve.
0: That's alright, it's a worthy cause. Uh, to me, this is right in the middle of that Venn diagram intersection that JD was talking about at the top, because this is so perfect the yacht ripoff that it is yacht. But its desperation to be admitted into the Yacht Club gives it that blue-collar perspective that it needs to be Marina. Like, this song, to me, is that insecure social climber who'll never be truly
2: sure he's made it. All right. That's my <laughs> metaphor. Anything else, guys?
1: Yeah, I got a couple things I want
2: to say. <laughs> Should I play it again,
1: or, or move no, on? No, no, let's move on. Okay. Oh, This is a jam. Right off the top, I have to thank Steve for introducing me no. to this amazing jam. Like, I, like almost everyone else in the world, was not aware of Jay Ferguson. Where did you find this? Okay,
3: well, well, hey, no, I, think I Hunter said it was that. on
0: it before I was.
3: And uh, it was because it was on always on Yacht Rock Radio, and uh, you know the meme that has the tropical dude, and he's lounging with the phrase, Yachty by Nature? Nope. I know it. Yacht Rock, uh, the Twitter account has retweeted it. That's Jay Ferguson, Yacht Rock artist. I'm going to fucking fix that picture and pin it on my Twitter. (laughs) This song—I feel like
0: this came up on Twitter like early on too. People were asking about it. Mm. I had it on a series of Rhino Records comps called "Have a Nice Day: Super Hits of the '70s," and I'd forgotten about it until I went back through all that stuff trying to find tracks for this genre. And then I hammered it into your head. Well, thank you, Steve.
3: I did the same thing. I went and looked. I didn't know. I didn't read that, but I looked at the same exact compilation to find songs for that. Yeah, this song
1: is about, you guys you what's guys, it about
3: Dave? It's about a guy going
1: back to a different time with somebody once cared about and banged all over fuck island. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> come up with thunder? something. I was trying to come up with something more clever than fuck island, but all I came up with was filling her a toll hole with his reef beef. <laughs> Ultimately, I decided to stick with fuck island. Uh, terrible choice. Never second guess yourself. All right. I
0: have a question. Oh, yes. Uh, You, Steve. Yes. Why were so many 70s dudes, like this guy, for example, obsessed with making love on the beach? Like, doesn't sand just get everywhere? Like, don't you want to keep the sand away from your tender
1: genitals? That's a really good point. You ever get a grain of sand up your butthole? No. Gentlemen, that's how pearls are made.
2: (laughs) That's why they're so valuable. Yeah.
1: Jay Ferguson is a pretty interesting guy. Oh, he was in the band Spirit, alongside Randy California. You'll remember Spirit is the band that recently sued Hobbit Rockers Led Zeppelin, accusing them of ripping off Stairway to Heaven. It's true. Case was dismissed, and funny enough, I followed the case very closely, went down a bit of a rabbit hole uh, in a research binge during this episode, and I found zero mentions of Jay's name anywhere in any of that. The only time I could find him related to Spirit was on his Wikipedia page, where they said he was in Spirit.
0: Huh. I have a fun fact. Ooh. The guitar solo on this track is by Joe Walsh.
1: That's
3: uh, right.
2: 2016 has taken too many of our great artists. Yeah. yeah.
3: Jay Ferguson's producer is Bill uh, Sim, Simchick, who produced Walsh and the Eagles, and in, including their track on Urban Cowboy Soundtrack with Jimmy Buffett. He's also a rather successful career as a
1: television music composer. Who, Jimmy Buffett? No, we're not talking about Jimmy Buffett's Steve. Jay Ferguson?
2: Uh, oh, Jay, Jay Ferguson, Ferguson is a television composer. He
1: wrote the theme song to The
0: Office.
2: I did not know yeah. that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good
0: song. You know what else he was successful at besides TV music is growing hair. Look at Yeah. His, when you, Once uh, Hunter pins that meme onto his Twitter
2: account, you can go take a look at it.
3: Nyadi by, by
2: nature. His, his hair is wild, free, and unfettered. I mean, why isn't why isn't this song yacht rock? I don't know it's in the Yachter and yacht hopper. Uh, we'll deal with it then. Yeah. Like since we since we like cool light on the boat, I'm I'm really. Oh, that hasn't been released. Oh yeah, it has been released. I don't know what to what's what anymore. I need to recalibrate the yeah. Beosky scale in my head. I'm excited to look at this song. All right.
1: Yeah, (laughs) listen to that Oh, it's so good This is Steve Carlyle this is the theme song to WKRP in Cincinnati. If I've been talking about a Yacht and Yacht theme song episode for a while, and this song is why. It's always had the Yacht Rock sound to me, but there's none of the personnel. It doesn't matter. While the jury is still out whether this is Yacht or Yacht, it's absolutely Marina. It's about cutting loose and letting go. This guy's been living out of a suitcase, and God knows what he's getting away from. I think it's his woman. I'm assuming this old, uh, his old life, maybe? But once he's hung his hat in Cincinnati, he throws out a line to an old love. Doesn't really seem to care too much about her because he's moved on. He just
3: wants her to think of him every once in a while. I just want to say Steve Carlisle has, he has few credits, but one of them is the same Melissa Manchester album doing background vocals that uh, paul davis was on mm-hmm. it's fringe but. yeah
2: the sound is great on this i'm not going to yaski it today but i feel like we could have a good one with this yeah one. Yeah, yeah i feel like the goes. rhythm section
0: on this track is kind of smoking like there's a lot of good grooving going on here i i feel like this might be the yachtiest song in the countdown yeah so, yeah you might be right yeah well
1: this is i like when we were talking about the uh i, I said this is a yacht theme song um, Steve Carlisle didn't have much other musical success outside of this song but his TV theme did hit number 65 on the Billboard charts when he recorded it they put different radio stations and call letters at the end such as WMMS in Cleveland and sent it to radio stations it took forever to record it but it was a great marketing idea and it worked Got the song A Bunch of Airplay, and the idea came from the producers of the song, Akron's own Buckner and Garcia, bitches! Yeah. Okay,
3: okay, settle down. I'm a little disappointed you worked in Buckner and Garcia, but you let, uh, left off one fun fact. Was it about Jimmy Buffett? Oh, no, I can get to that, that one, though. I'm sure you will. Oh, but uh, no, he... he... In addition to singing background for on that Melissa Manchester album, he sang background on Pac Man Fever. I oh, didn't Steve know that. Carlisle? Yeah, that's Steve Carlisle. Wow. Also, this song's about Cincinnati. There's very few songs about how'd Cincinnati. How'd you find that fact about? Uh, it's basically this and Finns by Jimmy Buffett.
1: How'd you find? How'd you find that out? Because I did so much research on Steve Carlisle. I looked it up, bro. And I went down this rabbit hole, uh, where I found out he was a professor of music at some college. Totally different Steve Carlisle.
2: You're supposed to go down the
1: the, the, t- the total.
0: Tunnel. The h- tunnel, Tunnel. Yeah. I just want to say that I very much appreciate the way that Steve Carlisle pronounces the W in WKRP. Because when I got a job doing late nights twice a week at my little hometown radio station, I was taught the main thing that separates the professionals from the amateurs is fully enunciating the letter W. It's not WKRP. It's WKRP. And Steve kind of says W. Yeah, up you said. But yeah, it's it's... The proper technique is there and it's good. Before we move on.
1: Um, fever. Steve Carlisle did co-write the 1989 Molly Hatchet song What's the Story Old Glory from the very ironically named Lightning Strikes Twice. <laughs> if you're not a Molly Hatchet fan, I would not recommend looking this song up because it's not going to change your mind. <laughs> Oh, I get so excited for every one of these songs.
2: Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. But the fake phone call that is this song is insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's, a, it's all a phone call. Yeah. It's the worst phone call I could ever and, you know, receive bet if were, I was a woman. I'll bet
3: they
1: were sitting there like, hey, you know what would be really cool? We don't go back and forth as a duet doing both sides of the phone call. I'll just do my side. It'll be really clever and everyone's going to get the
3: point. This is totally, this should be a TV theme song. Yeah. It sounds like one. Like, like Dear John. You remember the, yeah. the yeah. show Dear John? Dear John. Well, no, this it was one-sided. Like, le- yeah. like it sounds message.
2: like Greatest
1: American Hero, too. By the time you read this letter, Believe I'll be gone. Believe it or
2: not, I'm yeah. walking on air. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Joe Scarberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, England Dan and John Ford Coley, I'd really love to see you tonight. Yet another song we talked about on our first Yacht or N'Yacht episode. It's N'Yacht, but it certainly is Marina. The song's so fucking smooth. And listen to what he's setting up there. Just calls an old flame, says he misses her, yet he doesn't want to get back together. Just wants to give her the old archip- archipelago hello
2: <laughs> with his conch rocket. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. You called the song smooth But smooth is yacht rock This is soft You're right You're
1: absolutely right He doesn't want to move in Mm-mm.
2: I never realized that line
0: was moving in He doesn't the want to accent change your life on the wrong syllable Just wants to escape
1: to a simpler time And bang his old flame
0: this song's this song, secret weapon to me is that it's surprisingly short, and a lot of it is chorus. Wrong. It's secret weapon is that it's a phone call. <laughs> England That's
1: Dan? That's secret secret weapon. <laughs> England Dan, not really from England. His brother Jimmy of Seals and Crofts. Gave him the name as a kid. Apparently, Dan was obsessed with the Beatles to the point we did annoy everyone with his fake English accent. I can only assume he was doing Ringo. Mm.
0: England, Dan, and John Ford Coley are my
2: favorite team of wussy outlaws. England Dan and John Ford yeah. Let's let's rob that train of not having a bunch of flowers in it. I'll bring the roses. England Dan, you bring the petunias. All righty. We'll do it at night when the warm wind will blow them stars around. Oh, lovely. That will be capital.
3: Dan, uh, Dan uh, Seal while very fringe, Yacht Rock helped bring the sound to the south before becoming strictly a country artist, working with potential southern Yacht Rockers like Paul Davis and Jimmy
1: Hall oh good old Jimmy Hall yeah
0: fuck yeah yeah I want to celebrate Christmas now
1: Hunter I did edit the script up top a little bit and I did it to cut out the part where they were talking about this song because I didn't want to reveal it too soon. Oh,
0: oh, that was
1: the part. Much like Hollywood Steve when he doesn't read what everybody else has written.
0: Like you spoiled my uh, Steve Goodman story in the Cubs episode that nobody listened to. No, I did that because it was boring. No, you didn't You didn't read the episode at all because you didn't care. You're right. I don't blame you for not still, caring. Still don't.
1: <sighs> Kim- Kim's Gently is a simple love song about a woman he dreams of being with. Is this Andy Kim? This is Andy Kim, and the song is called Rock Me Gently. Beautiful is the dream that makes you mine. He's longing to be with this wonderful, possibly imaginary woman.
2: Are we gonna do this? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, what's going skip, on? You I you skipped sk- over skipped
0: it. Your script. Did,
1: Did you want to do it? Do the script. Yeah, let's do the script. Oh, all right. Sketch. Script. If we're gonna
0: do this much of the, okay. the two pages of script you wrote as a sophomore, yeah, in college, I fucking
1: commit to the I bit. I thought I thought it didn't work real well up top. I was gonna blow by it, but all right, let's do this. Uh, Am I James? You're James. Uh, J for JD. D. Hold on. Let me set the scene. <laughs> This picks up just after Dunn mentions Christopher Cross, Steely Dan, Rupert Holmes, and Juice Newton. Maybe maybe some Neil Diamond. Well, to a lesser extent, but not really. More like that song, Rock Me Gently.
2: I thought that was Neil Diamond. No, it was Andy Kim. Who's Andy Kim? He's like the
1: poor man's Neil Diamond. If Diamond were playing at Cobo Hall, then Andy Kim would be playing down the street at
2: Harpo's. That, and he was Canadian. What about Jimmy Buffett? And that brings us current. I feel like I'm in a Kevin Smith fever nightmare.
3: (laughs) Well, that's the
1: thing. Okay, so what it, like, reservoir dogs and clerks had just come. Did it well. (laughs) And so you see where we were when we were 19. (laughs)
0: So Uh, it could have been, they could have been on their way to a violent heist.
1: mm, No, although we. Should have done that. We frequently did talk about the perfect bank heist. I think it involved faking a heart attack. I don't remember. Uh, I'll be the first to admit this song is number one because it's my favorite on the list. I've been obsessed with it for over 20 years. It's a karaoke staple, and it's a song that rocks
0: you. Gently. Dave, I think I, I think I understand Marina Rock best through this song. Yeah. Andy Kim is a guy who really, really wishes he was Neil Diamond. Sure. And so is David underscore B underscore Lions. Yeah. Now right, wouldn't it? obviously none of us can be Neil Diamond, but Andy Kim gives us a more accessible, achievable goal. Like you can't be Neil, but you could pretty easily be Andy Kim. Yeah. Like it's kind of like how Robbie Dupree was such a great wannabe that he sort of did become what he so admired, if only for one brief shining moment. Like it's, Marina Rock is this, it's it's aspirational, that's the word I'm going to use, like when Oasis sings, tonight I'm a rock and roll star. <laughs> <laughs> the Marina Rock, they're not stars on a championship team, they're the role players, that's... like David Ross or Chris Coghlan, Travis Wood, Caesar, name in Cubs. Caesar, oh, uh, those off. guys. hurry. hurry.
1: That's uh, aside from that last little bullshit rant, that was pretty spot on, Steve.
3: You know, fun fact about Andy Kim—he's from Montreal. Yeah, that's a yeah. place. You should re- you should that's a place Jimmy song. Buffett's been to.
0: We
1: got a little uh, bit more facts. Uh. Uh, Andy Kim, or Baron Longfellow's—he somewhat goes by—has come up before. And this isn't the first time he's. I ate Neil Diamond. Archie's song "Sugar Sugar" was co-written by Kim, pretty obviously influenced by Diamond. Much like Robbie Dupree being influenced by Michael
3: McDonald and the Doobies. That's gonna help you get in the marina. I'm pretty sure Baron Longfellow was his yacht rock disguise, and I think we should uh, explore that further. We absolutely should. Is he so? What what ranks higher, a a duke or a
0: baron? Because the other, the real yacht rock guys are the Dukes of September.
2: Hey, no talent. There's no talent cuz we're not familiar with the English. Yeah, we're not allowed to have. Uh, we're not, not sure uh, England, we not fought America. a pretty
3: sure we fought in One War, so we didn't have to give a fuck about yeah, that, guys. Give a fuck no, about one, that. no one No one here is an England. England Dan. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, call Where's England Dan when you need him. Uh, he's off he's recording out watching yacht rock. the stars. All right, hey. Uh, what's your... Fu- you got one last fun fact about Andy Kim, Hunter. I already said it, but oh. Steve talked over it. Oh, okay. Say it again. He's from Montreal. He, on Andy
3: Kim's from Montreal, which is a place Jimmy Buffett's been to. All right. Hey.
1: What didn't make the list, Steve? You know, I've, I've been there, too. Does that does that make me? Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, it makes Jimmy you
2: Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. Oh. Yeah. Steve, what,
0: what didn't make the list? Okay, I,
2: I,
1: I'm not
3: myself. entirely
0: sure that I fully, that I can necessarily place a song. So I want to ask Dave if we can play Marina or Marie Knox. Oh, God, don't start this. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, super hits of the 70s track called Montego Bay by Bobby well. Bloom. Yeah. It has a nautical theme. It's yeah. got a shit ton of that, like, 70s AM gold type feel. Yep. Swing a Miss. That
1: marina. Swing and a Miss. It's too sing songy Jamaican, kind of the crap Jimmy Buffett would pull. Second of all, it's clearly one rich dude. Vernon meets him with his MG keys and he gets off the boat. He's drinking rum from a silver tray. Okay. It's a decent song, but it's uh, not blue collar, is what it is. It's closer to bang on the drum than the marina. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Hunter, what do you feel
2: didn't make the list?
3: Uh, perhaps Little River Band Cool Change, or how about uh, David Soule's Silver Lady? Also, uh, Havana Daydreaming by that one
2: guy. I think you're talking about Jimmy Buffett. I think he would have been great for this countdown. Maybe changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, kind of an escape song, or Margaritaville, kind of a blue-collar get a, escape song, or Hamburger in Paradise, which is a Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> I don't listen how to that you, much. How could you forget that piece of shit after that episode? I'm white-collar, bro. I don't listen to Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. Let's Get Drunk or Screw, Boat Drinks, One Particular Harbor. I, think I feel like all these songs fit every aspect of Marina Rock, except that the one that he had too many hits it's the one exception that Dave made specifically to keep Neil Diamond or to keep to keep sorry to you're keep, all over the, you're all over the board here to keep Jimmy Buffett off of Marina Rock um you know anywhere. what this is in my eyes hmm. it's a murderous rage you look like you're not too mad. You know, man, really
3: Jimmy know. Buffett is the son, of, the son of a sailor. Mm-hmm. Which his grandfather was a sailor. That He's, is the son of an army man. His his dad was in the army. Yeah, he was an army man. Yeah. Yep. Nice blue collar profession. Yep, exactly. So he hey. worked for the he worked for the Army Corps Engineer.
2: Yeah. That was support our troops, guys. That was Marina Rock. Join us next time, season finale. Epi- season no, season one. Jimmy Buffett is not fucking Marina Rock, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I know what we're saying, you got to... He you, you, you should be. You, you, we're, we're saying, young Jimmy Buffett.
1: You know what? Is, you, you, have, you guys have, can fucking get dead.
2: You have every right to do this. <laughs> you have every right. You have every right to do this. But we just want to point out to everybody else who's confused because people are hearing your qualifications from Marina Rock and they're going, Jimmy Buffett fits it perfectly. If so anyone we, is confusing them, it's you two dick face. We just want to be clear to everybody that you put in a couple arbitrary rules specifically to exclude Jimmy Buffett. And they're really just fine. They're you, just fine.
1: Don't. You put in the rule, JD that it was... Uh, I'd have to look up the fucking text. What'd you do, Dave? Or what'd you do, J.D.? I don't know, nothing. You said that it was uh, not the big stars with multiple hits. You told me that. Oh, well, listen. Okay,
2: And fine. I agreed. Listen, Jimmy Buffett... You
1: uh, understood the genre better then than you do now.
2: Jimmy Buffett's uh, kind of a cool guy. <laughs> <Kind> of, <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> he writes neat songs. All right. So, professional ne- writer. Next episode, season finale, episode 50. And we're going to do our favorite yacht rock. A lot of people ask what our favorite yacht rock songs are. We'll answer that next week. Also, the 50th state and Steve's prostate exam. Hmm. Find this oh. week's Marina Rock playlist by following JD Risner on Spotify. Go to yachtrock.com to buy t-shirts. Read the captain's blog. See show notes by Tim Malcolm. Follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Risnar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Your reviews help us pick up heat. So please take the time today to write us a review. Thanks to Tristan N. for sending in the bumpers. Thank you. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thank you for Farrell Audio. Thank you to Feral Audio founder Dustin Marshall. Thank you to Matt, Matt Brusso, our engineer today. He's joined Feral Audio and is going welcome. to be recording podcasts for them. And he's a cool dude. I like him. Yeah. And I Got sound a nice good. Shirt. I sound good today. Good yeah. job, Matt. Yeah.
1: You sound all right. I don't like all the Jimmy Buffett talk. But other than that, you sounded really good.
2: <laughs> Matt Matt doesn't have a filter for that. Yeah. Wish check, you did. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feral com and margaritaville.com but you can get some good deals but they have a lot of sales yeah you can uh,
1: buy a brand not a music genre Brandy's in the zombie Brandy's in the El Presidente that too
0: Feral Audio